Hi, my name is Joe Martin. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, Washington, just a few miles from beautiful Mount St. Helens, out here in the woods. This is for my cabin talk for the week, weekend message. For those of you that can't do our in-person services uh, in at First Baptist Toledo, some of you live a long ways away, other parts of the world. So thank you for being faithful to watch and, and share this. In recent, last number of years, many people have become outsiders to religion, as particularly from their churches. As a matter of fact, tens of millions of people have left churches in the last five years. And, you know, as they, they asked people, there were many, many reasons. But the amazing thing, especially among young people, was that people left churches not because they didn't want to follow Jesus, but because they didn't think their churches wanted to follow Jesus. That's one of the reasons why it's so central right now, why I'm teaching verse by verse through the book of Luke, so that we can see how Jesus uh, dealt with people and treated people, especially coming out of the things that we've come out of, that we refocus our attention on following him. That's what it's about. I want to talk to you about because the, what happened for many people, some of the people, and maybe you're watching, that are nuns, uh, you, you don't claim any church right now, um, you feel like an outsider. Maybe you feel like an outcast. Or maybe you just feel overlooked. You know, uh, you just feel like you don't fit with what's going on. You don't fit in. People have told me coming out of this, they didn't, they didn't fit where they were. Yeah, and and of course that's not that's not always um, that's not always bad to not fit, but when you're trying to really be like Jesus and you don't fit, and you have a very clear idea that there's another agenda going on where you're at, it makes sense that you wouldn't you maybe you shouldn't fit. Um, so outsiders and outcasts always end up kind of in the same place. They end up overlooked. And you may feel that way. Uh, they become invisible people. Maybe you feel invisible. Uh, Jesus was always bringing people, bringing people who are the outsiders, people who are the outcasts. He looked for them. He went out of his way to look for them. You know, it doesn't matter. Those who are outsiders, he wanted to bring, like people like you, and of course people like me too, wanted to bring outsiders back in, to be in. The demon-possessed man living out in the tombs. Um, the, the, this woman that we're going to talk about today, later on, people who have lost someone. The woman at Samaria, uh, Zacchaeus and Matthew and all these different people. He was always in the, in, the, in the mode of looking, always bringing those who are the outsiders, who are the outcasts, back in. And so that's really what God wants to do through our church. And he wants to do that in your life. He wants to bring you back to your family, to bring back the family relationship. You know, Jesus comes to restore not just from demonic power and sickness, he also wants to restore us from our own isolation, our feeling of being excluded, feeling unwanted, 
feeling um, invisible. And when you feel excluded, it does great injury to your soul. You know, I, I was thinking about this a lot lately and how much this probably shaped my life. I, I felt this more than I, I ever realized. Um, I've thought about it a lot lately. The youngest of 10. There are many really great benefits of being a part of a big family. And some of you have big families or were part of a big family. But when you're the youngest, you're the kid brother, um, there's a big difference between somebody telling you, I really want you to come. And okay, do I have to bring him? I, I guess if he has to come with us, you can go. Um, you know, you're the annoying kid brother. And of course, it makes sense why you wouldn't want, they wouldn't want you to come along for a whole bunch of reasons. But that feeling of being excluded, of never really being wanted, has an incredible power and an incredible reach into your life of how it motivates you and what it pushes you into to what you'll do to get included. You know, loving the outsider is hard for us to do. It really is. Because for the most part, outsiders and particularly outcasts are invisible to us. We just tune them out. We just don't see them. It might be because of our own legalism, could be because of our prejudice, maybe even as sadly as it is racism. There's a, there's a, it's, it's clear, you know, there is a reason why the, you know, Sunday morning is the most segregated, segregated time of, 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 in, in the entire country where people uh, tend to allow that to drive them. Sometimes we don't see people because of poverty. All we do is see their poverty or their, or, or maybe it's history. They've got a bad past and we know about them and maybe they're somebody in our, we've heard about them or they're in our family. Or maybe it's their appearance, their hair or tattoos or even though that's everybody seems to have those now. Or, or maybe it's just the way they project themselves. But they're kind of... Um, you just, you just kind of tune them out. Maybe they've made bad choices. They've got a criminal history. Or sometimes it's just, we're just distracted because we have time stress on our lives and we got only set so much time and we just can't deal with that right now or don't want to. And sometimes, maybe this is just a little bit of a side, but you may be, if you feel like an outsider, sometimes you may want to make yourself invisible. This happens, you know, maybe the reason why we don't always see outsiders is because if you are an outsider, you may want to be invisible. It could be from shame, could be, you know, shame is a terrible thing. It's a terrible burden. It could be fear. It could be discouragement in your life. You know, you've been sick a long time, or maybe you struggle with depression for a long time, or maybe you've just had some health problems where they're chronic or you have pain and you, after so long you just don't want to explain it anymore so you just kind of withdraw and just kind of stay to yourself it could be cultural background cultural barriers and preferences that we have you know we just like certain people and we find other people harder to like or to relate to age could be part of it sometimes it could just be being different you may you may be different, and that's okay. You know, God made us all different. Everybody's a little bit different part of the bouquet of humanity. 
Think about how Jesus felt in this family. You talk about somebody who probably didn't fit in very well. They didn't get him. Or maybe you have made yourself invisible on some level. You've kind of shrunk back because of experiences of rejection and hurt. Maybe bad experience, a bad marriage or a bad church life. There's a lot of them. Bad church experience. Could be oppression. That you're a person who lives in a kind of uh, st- structure that has been pretty oppressive or this lady that we're going to talk about today experienced that. Could be poverty, like I said. She was bankrupted by doctors. She had weakness. She was shrinking back from, she had a chronic bleeding problem. And, you know, if those of you that have dealt with such things know how weak that can make you. Maybe you shrink back or you want to be invisible because of disability or embarrassment or class. We see in this story there is a leader from the synagogue who calls for Jesus. That person is on a different place where the the lady who we're going to talk about in just a moment. But yet Jesus didn't distinguish. So let's look at the story. Luke 840 as we're going verse by verse through Luke. And Jesus, as he returned, the people welcomed him, for they had all been waiting for him. Remember, he was on the other side of the lake. He was over there dealing with a man who had a legion of demons. He was an outsider, too. Gave him back to his family and his community. And there came a man named Jairus, and he was an official of the synagogue. And he fell at Jesus' feet and began to implore him to come to his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the crowds were pressing against him. So we see that Jesus is going with this man to heal his daughter. And then something happens. A lady comes into the story who really is an outcast. She was an outcast. And a woman who had a hemorrhage of 12 years, long-term pain, disability, and could not be healed by anyone. And she was an outcast, all right. She was an outcast in her case, and this happens sometimes from the religious system. Um, Sometimes religious systems make people outcasts. We've seen this, of course, in in her day. This was from the Old Testament. People who had these kind of health problems were, were really excluded from society by the old covenant, by the old laws. We've seen that in our day where there was an era where people who had been through a divorce or been through kind of, they were just basically outcasts. But the old law, Jesus routinely, uh, this old covenant, Jesus routinely pushed past these old legal and cultural barriers. His interpretation, you know, his approach to it, you know, about the Sabbath and other things. He would say that God created the Sabbath, you know, and... Um, He put things in perspective. But he came to do, when Jesus came, he didn't come to, he said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. He came to do something new and to make something completely new. By the way, if you're a part of Toledo First Baptist, you're part of that something new many generations down the line. But Jesus came to make something totally new that wasn't built on being exclusive, but inclusive. So she was an outcast. She was also an outsider. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. 
and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. So she was having to, she was knew she was out of place. She did this because she felt she didn't really belong there, that she didn't fit there. She was secretly living kind of a lie. She was secretly living around people that if they knew what was going on with her, would shun her, would exclude her, would cancel her, to use a modern term. And most outcasts and outsiders, um, well, we tend to overlook them. You overlook them, I overlook them. You don't even realize it. You ignore them. You filter them out of your life. Even in church, we can do that. You can People come and you don't know them. When everybody thinks their church is friendly, but it's your church. And so you're off talking to people and, and, and somebody new is there, somebody you don't know or somebody who you don't, you, don't, you don't recognize them or they look different or they dress different or maybe they aren't familiar with church and what goes on with, with church, church communities. And they're outsiders and they feel, they feel um, like they were, um, they're like outcasts, you know. They feel like, oh, the, if these people really knew me, they knew where I come from, they knew my background, they would. So we have to really compensate for this, be aware of this, but it's easy to not do it. And so she was not just an outcast and an outsider, but she was overlooked. That's really easy to happen. This, is hap- this happens in so many settings, you know, not intentionally oftentimes. But she was kind of an invisible person. But here's the great thing. She was not invisible to Jesus. This is what we learn about Jesus. And this is what we want to emulate, that we walk in his steps. That she was not invisible to Jesus. He pulled her forward out of that crowd to restore her life and to, to give her back her life and, and her community. Luke 8, 45 says, Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone did touch me, for I was aware that power has gone out of me. Jesus felt the touch of faith. And when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people there why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Now, you might be sitting there in the position of, you felt this way before, excluded, you felt like an outcast, you didn't fit, you felt like an outsider, you felt overlooked, and now you're, Jesus calls her into attention, he notices her suddenly, you may understand her feeling. Maybe you're, you've struggled with an embarrassing problem, something that you have maybe have no control over, or something you seem to habitually fall into. And you feel, um, you feel um, really vulnerable. You feel like it makes you an outcast. You always feel like the outsider, that you never really have a safe place. You rage against those holier-than-thou people. And sometimes you have reasons because they really do look down on you. Sometimes people say to me, I feel like people look down on me and judge me. And sometimes I have to say, I think sometimes people do. And that's wrong. But these things make you feel excluded, even sometimes even in your own family. And some of you that have come even out of church experiences, maybe you had a difference of opinion about something and you felt excluded. 
You feel judged. You feel invisible. You feel overlooked. Even with those you're trying to blend in with, you just, it just isn't, it just feels super, super, um, just out of place. But you know what? You're not invisible with Jesus. You're never invisible with him. He sees you and he loves you. Matter of fact, Mark, Mark chapter five brings out a little different uh, explanation. It says, and he looked around, verse 32, to see the woman who had done this. He looked around. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened, came and t- fell down before him and told him the whole truth. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how she felt safe? Maybe for the first time that she could remember. When's the last time you felt safe? She unburdened her secret to Jesus. See, no matter your condition or how you got there, when you reach out with the touch of faith to Jesus, you are not invisible to him. Look at what he said to her. Daughter, your faith has made you well, made you whole. Go in peace. You know what Jesus' mission is? It's for outsiders of all kinds. That's what we're supposed to be made up of. Gentiles and Jews and demonics and outcasts, young, old, one political idea or the other. He makes us, you and me, he says, daughter, your faith has made you well, made you whole. He makes us all these various different people that don't have affinities. He makes us sons and daughters in a new family. Totally new family that follows him. That's what separates us. He is never in a hurry. Notice he's had a lot of pressure. Go to this 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 healing with this you know important synagogue official. He wasn't in a hurry. He stopped. He's never in a hurry. He's always available. As a matter of fact, he's available right now to you. That's just how he is. You say, why is he like that? That's just how he is. Because he loves you. And he forgives you. He has provided a way for you to be forgiven. And here's the amazing thing. Amazing grace, really. He wants you. Why does he want you? I don't know. But he does. You say, uh, well, what do I do? Well, you believe in him. Have faith in him. Believe your beliefs and doubt your doubts instead of doubting your beliefs and believing your doubts. That's what you need to do right now. And I'm praying that you will. I'm praying that you will um, let him bring you in to himself. And then he'll fold you into his family. And Toledo TFBC family would love to have you be a part of that. Love to hear your story. Love to hear the whole truth if you want to share it. And we can learn how to. We can learn to grow. We can learn how to learn together. You might say there's some next steps to this message. You fill out a response card. There's some next steps. You go down below this little box you're watching and you, you can click on that and there'll be a place that you can respond and you might say this i am reaching out in faith to jesus for his power to restore me i hope you do he won't disappoint you it's faith 
that may, makes you well. You say, I'm an outsider and I'm trusting the acceptance of Jesus. That's good because he does accept you. People often talk about accepting him. You know what's even more important? He accepts you. And then lastly, pray I will not overlook the outsiders and outcasts around my life. They're around you. You just have to ask God to show you. You have to ask God what love requires. What does love require for the people around me? I don't want to overlook anybody. So I asked you that last week when we were talking about lost causes. Well, maybe you have some outsiders. Who's your one? Who's your one outsider? Somebody you just, maybe in your family or maybe somebody you grew up with or somebody, they just feel um, like an outcast. Make sure you let them know. That's not what Jesus is doing. Thank you for watching this. Please share it with somebody. And if you feel it, and you, uh, after you watch this, you want to bring somebody, maybe one of those people that feels like that, maybe you're outcast, maybe you're outsider feeling, or maybe you're that outsider, or maybe you know some others. Fill the whole row of people with your, uh, with those folks. I'd love to see you. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to talk to you. We meet at 8 o'clock outside service at 930, and then 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. It'd be great to see you. Thanks for watching.